Blog Talk Radio. I've been on a long road With the devil right beside me Rising with the morning sun It's the hunger that drives me Oh Lord, spend my soul Take my pain and turn it into gold Cause all I know Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to ASWF Aftermath. Just 48 hours removed from the next ASWF event. I am your golden voice, the voice of the ASWF and overall the uh, best suited to run the ASWF, which will happen after heartbreak, I guarantee. My cast colleague, Mr. Cornbread, Cornbread, uh, how you doing here tonight? Oh, yeah. Cornbread's in the house, and, man, I'll tell you one thing. I couldn't have been better. Well, I tell you, you know, the thing is with this whole situation, I mean, everything coming to a boiling point here, you know, I, I mentioned it on the Facebook Live. We are literally two ASWFs away from. Okay. In Tuckerman, Arkansas, man, what an anniversary show it's going to be when I'm running. It's going to be the first anniversary show under my authority uh, as the leader of the ASWF, as the owner, the unquestioned owner of the ASWF. And, you know, I I, I saw this the past. Ricky Rowland decided he wanted to pull a fast one on me. And uh, he introduced his three competitors, or excuse me, his, uh, yeah, his uh, three competitors to join him in battle heading into Heartbreak, that being the Suicide King Ray Ray, the Mistress of Mayhem, Ace Morta, and the Psychotic Savior Cataclysm are going to represent Team ASWF, so to speak, against my team, the Trifecta, of the greatest talent to ever step foot inside of the Valiant Arena, that being the 2019 Wrestler of the Year, D-Mike. Of course, I'm talking about Tyler Knight and the current reigning and defending ASWF champion, the original Misfit Josh Cross. Now, here's the deal. I'll tell you this much, Cornbread. Whenever it was revealed that the Manai was going to be a part of this uh, a part of this issue I mean I'm going to be honest with you I don't know if you can see it on my face but literally I I got nervous I, I, I was worried 
But, you know, I went back and I talked with the ASWF champion, Josh Cross, really the guy I think is my second in command here. And I told Josh, I was like, they're juggernauts. They're, there's nothing we can do here. They're the, 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 they've Well, Mike, let's be honest here for just a moment. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you, you know, Mike, you talk about, you know, you kind of having that word look on your face or you being concerned. Well, I mean, let's really cut to the chase here. You may have been the only one that was concerned because right when that announcement was made Saturday, Look who, honestly, of your whole crew has smiles on their faces. Number one being Josh Cross. He had the biggest smile on his face. And maybe, and uh, you know, and here's one of the things that, he, that came out of his mouth when that team was announced. He said, really? I'm beating all these guys. Are you serious? I've beaten you before. So, Maybe this should be a little little bit of quote-unquote reassurance and encouragement to you that, hey, when it comes to Josh Cross, been there, done that. I mean, and it very well could be, and we apologize to our viewers live on Facebook as we try to get our live stream back up and running. But, you know, we're talking about the issue we're having here. We're talking about the telling you. You know, the thing is about this issue with uh, this issue with the Manai in talking with Josh Cross heading into uh, heading into this event after this event. Josh told me, he said, Michael, the thing is, you don't have to worry. He said, Michael. Ricky Rowland did, and we uh, we uh, welcome back in our Facebook viewers, but he said, Michael, the, him being Josh Cross, the ASWF champion, he said, Michael, you don't have to worry. I know it's the Manai. I know they're a juggernaut. I know they've always saved the ASWF, but he said, Michael, Ricky just did exactly what I expected him to do. And he proved your point that he's stuck in the past and he keeps going back to the same formula that has won him before. But eventually he said somebody's going to figure it out. And that's exactly what myself, Tyler Knight, and uh, D-Mike are here for. We're here to figure this out for you, Michael. And we're here to get control of the ASWF for you, Michael. But let's but but also let's really think about this in the long run. What let's just hypothetically speak here. What if you I'm know a I have, of the, I'm a little bit more confident. No, I, 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 I mean here's I mean here's my question. What if and this is hypothetically speaking. What if other member of the Manai pins Josh Cross the champion? Would Josh Cross be willing to give that man a title shot? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, Josh Cross is the champion. I'm not saying he would duck anybody. 
Josh Cross is the most dominant champion in ASWF history, but it's one of those situations, been there, done that. You know, Cataclysm, we've seen him try to challenge for the title. Not been a problem for the original Misfit. He continues on his role. Okay. With the tag team division, then the singles division. I mean, granted, I mean, granted, there's a no, there's a good point here, but I'm just trying to, you know, make sure we know we stake the obvious here, because we all know that Josh Cross has a monster target on his back, especially when you hold the top prize in Arkansas, that being the ASWF Championship. Well, yes, I mean, let's be honest here. When you look at it, every one of these guys has the big target. A guy who honestly is looked at as the ultimate evil in Tuckerman Arkansas. And, you know, that's part of the conversation me and Josh had. I said, Josh, you know, once again, it's the Manai. They are literally, I mean, for the first time ever, Josh literally just, he slapped me and he said, Michael, calm down. We got this. Well, I don't think you have to oh. worry about I don't think you have to worry about Josh Cross getting pinned. I'll be honest with you. I'm confident enough to think that this will be a clean sweep. We won't even drop one of these contests and I'm going to be in charge after heartbreak. Well, I I mean I'm just saying as far as chip, you know, as far as you no know, list of challenges is concerned, and I know one. I know one of those um, challengers or one of those contenders that has to be at least considered on that list, especially after uh, make the statement he made um, Saturday. That being one, and I know you probably hate to hear this name, but KT. Well, I'll tell you one thing about the big man. The big man. Opportunity after opportunity. And once again, I would like to apologize to our Facebook viewers. But the big man's, like I told them before, you know, opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And in my ASWF, a better ASWF, we will see the big man do exactly what I told him he should have done a long time ago. We will the back of the bus, as it were, and the big man won't be anywhere near the original misfit Josh Cross. The big man is an impressive specimen, but my whole regime is about giving the people that have earned their opportunity the opportunity, and the big man's time has come and gone. He just missed it. Well, let's well let's speak to that for just a moment because you know he had that matchup um, with Giggles or AKA Hansman. Well, he had that matchup with uh, Giggles, AKA Hansman, and one of the things that you know, was kind of discussed is what kind of mindset will Hansman be in. Because he was distracted by, of course, you know, one Christian Cross, the guy he knows very well. And I, I, 
and I discussed this with DJ at the uh, at the broadcast table, and it seems like Hansman's much more of diggle more, worry less than KT, and KT took care of him quickly. Well, you know, and that's the thing about it. The big man K Tumor's been on quite an impressive role, but even this win over Heinzman or Giggles, it doesn't come without controversy. It doesn't at all come without controversy, and you can boo me all you like, but it's a fact. What did the big man need? He needed that element of the of Christian Cross to be able to pull out this victory, in my opinion. He needed that bit to get this statement win, as it's been called, over Heinzman. Now, you think that vaults him back into championship contention, Cornbread? Mm-mm. He's going to have to do I'm, a I'm lot saying, more to convince me. Well, I, I'm not saying that whatsoever, Mike. And, and, and the reason why I'm not saying it as of yet is because, you know, it takes time to rebound after, you know, you have multiple – there are multiple losses, and whether it's championship losses or, hey, you cash in, you go to ticket and lost your opportunity. Yeah, losses take time. What I'm saying here is I'm talking about the, the F word, the five-letter F word called focus. And right before that match went down, you know, Hodgson had some focusing of his own to deal with before the match even started with Christian Cross. Now, where will that issue be settled? Well, I mean, I tell you what, this is an issue that needs to be settled, and it needs to be settled with a hurry, in a hurry, because Christian Cross has been nothing but a thorn in the side of Heinzman, giggles, whatever the heck and you like to be for. I mean, yeah, Heinzman has been a thorn. But here's the thing. Heinzman has done nothing to Christian Cross to uh, to – egg these attacks on. Heisman has done nothing but defend himself and for Christian Cross to continue down the path that he's on is nothing is gonna lead to nothing but his sure destruction at uh blame Heinzman for avoiding Christian Cross or any of that? Not at all. I mean, that's the thing about it. You know, Heinzman is a smart man. A lot of people think he's lost his mind. He's just completely lost it. But Heinzman's a smart, calculating individual, I believe. And Heinzman knows when he's going to get his opportunity and when he will strike, and that's when he needs to take care of business. So, so in other words, one way or another, this issue between Cross and Hansman must come to an end, correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and let's be honest here. In my opinion, there's only one way it can come to an end, and that is with the absolute destruction of Christian Cross at the hands of Giggles, Heinzman, whatever that person wants to be called. Uh, well, that's the only way I can see it. Well, since you said that, if that's the case, and I'm using that word if loosely, if that's the case, do you honestly, do you honestly think that Hodgson will be refocused? Because ever since um that penitentiary pay match, um, 
His focus has really not been tunnel vision at all. I mean, I would agree, but this is just a matter of opinion. You, I look at Heinzman and I see a guy who has been focused on nothing but Christian Cross, and Christian Cross is utter destruction since uh, since back in December at Christmas uh, Christmas with the Claw. Yep. I mean, I, I, that's the way I see it. Uh, I don't think the guy is going to have an issue. I think that he will finally, the next time these two step into the ring, I think we will finally see once and for all Heinzman achieve his goal uh, or his, you know, his goal right now to uh, take out Christian Cross. And then who's left standing in that big monster's way? I certainly don't want to be in that big monster's way. Well, I know that remains to be seen, but also talk let's you know, let's stay on this whole destruction thing for uh for our next segment here because um in our next segment ended up being a, a three way dance, a triple threat match. Um, uh, X ray, uh the returning everyday challenger and also Justin Vincent all in this matchup. And this was a great, great matchup. Um of course, you had two stars, um, well, actually one star returning uh, just to try to see if he could get back on the winning ways uh, here in uh, ASWF. But um, also, that focus factor that I was talking about, what about the Justin Benson factor? Because even his focus was somewhere else towards the latter part of that matchup, which allowed X-Ray to score the decisive pinfall win. And what what do you see here concerning um, the distraction here? And not to take away from X-Ray's win, which, bottom line, it was very, very impressive. Well, and I mean, what about the distraction factor with the uh, Vincent brothers? I mean, that's a good question here as we get ready to talk about this. I know uh, MC is watching live on our Facebook right now. He can feel free to call in. Anybody can feel free to call in. Honestly, I don't care if you lose your opinions, but, you know, the ASWF Board of Directors does. Uh, 347-989-1171. Or feel free to comment down below here on our Facebook page and talk about, talk about this issue with us. As we, you know, discuss this, the thing is, in my opinion, Daniel Vincent is doing it. Daniel Vincent is kind of, you know, pulling a mini Josh Cross in that he is living in Justin Vincent's head. He, anything that he does, he is a Daniel to do just by his actions. Justin could, you know, ignore Daniel. Justin could, you know, keep focus. But it's the lack of that focus that is, and the sheer focus on nothing but his brother that has really caused Justin to go into a downward downward spiral as far as his career goes. X-Ray, a guy who, let's be honest, I mean, I, I, D-Mike and uh, Tyler Vincent were able to uh, bloodly bloody. 
Now it comes out, picks what? up the big, big momentous victory over Troy Twain, the everyday challenger, and uh, Justin Vincent. I mean, Justin Vincent at one point was a Evolution Championship contender, was, you know, one half of the tag team champions. Of course, we all know Daniel carried him to that tag team championship victory. And I do have evidence to back up my story if you want to disagree with me, Cornbread. But went down with the injury just to let the team down. Well, what I was well, what I was going, well, what I was going to say was, you know, it's very debatable on who carried who, because to me, I, I I thought it was just an equal partnership, because both of them could take a shellacking and still come back. But I think, you know, this issue with them has to be settled too, one way or another, and. You know, we always talk about, you know, take advantage of the open opportunity when it presents itself. Well, mad props to X-Ray for that. Because, like I said, this was a great, great matchup. Um, well, and Cornbread, Cornbread, you're forgetting the other competitor that was in this contest, the pretty boy, Matt. Yeah, yeah, he's somehow inserted himself into that mix. You're darn right he interjected himself into that match. And you know what? I'm darn proud of the pretty boy, Matt Odom. You know, uh, the pretty boy, ever since uh, about the end of October, beginning of November, the pretty boy has been on this roll as of late. And the pretty boy has, you know, been trying to get his feet underneath him. But at every turn, the ASWF has been there to, you know, hold him down again. Justin Vincent, by the way, comments, Cornbread, I know you'll enjoy this. He says I need to take lessons from you. <laughs> Justin, I'm just saying keep yeah. your focus where it needs to be or else, you know, you may drop a few more matches. No offense or anything. I'm just telling you how I see it. Anyway. Back to our back to our conversation, uh, you know the pretty boy again. Another guy overlooked, just like Daniel Vincent. The comparisons are there. These guys have both been overlooked. These guys have both been mistreated at certain points. Justin mistreated Daniel. ASWF management has mistreated the pretty boy Matt Odom. I'm just saying, there's a reason why I. Enjoy seeing the guys I do succeed. Thank you very much, Luke. I mean, it's just, you know, I, 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 to me, I feel that issue needs to be settled. And, you know, for those that make the claims of, you know, quote, unquote, being held back, well, guess what? When the stage presents itself, that will be the time to back up your talk. What's, what's that old saying goes? If you got issues, they'll let on neutral ground. That neutral ground being the ultimate battleground in the state of Arkansas, and that is the ASWF wrestling ring. That's where you set all your issues at. So you speaking know what? Of, uh, quote, quote, go you ahead. Know, I want to 
to mention here real quick some of the comments on our Facebook. James' uh, comment says, Troy Twain might have lost, but he has proven that he is going to make 2020 a year to remember in the ASWF. I mean, I would have to agree. You know, I'm going to have to keep my eye on the kid uh, after I become the owner of the ASWF. But the gentleman definitely, you know, he he had some impressive moments. Luke Justice, I would agree with you, says he has been mistreated by ASWF management. And, of course, Heinzman brings up giggles again. Heinzman, I, I mean, I don't know if you heard it earlier, but, you know, I'm on board with you. I'm on board with you choosing the destruction of Christian Cross. And then finally, Cornbread, Justin Vincent chimes in and says that Daniel, he said, he says he, meaning Daniel, I'm assuming, was never mistreated. He turned his back on me and all of the ASWF fans. The question I have for you, Justin, is why weren't you able to fulfill your promise? And that's a legitimate question that I think that we should be able to ask. You promised your brother while he was in surgery, that you would do whatever it took to keep those tag team championships, and you let him and you let me down. Because, you know, I was a Vincent Brother fan. And then, you know, Justin did what he did. You know, everybody wants to blame Daniel, but, I mean, I'm just saying. Cornbread continue. Well, well, I was gonna say, well, you know, we talk well that issue will be settled and we'll and we'll we'll find out um who who the better individual is when that time presents itself. But as we move forward, you know, we you know, I talked about the return um of of course the everyday challenger for Twain. How about a return here for our next matchup, which was a non title contest? But nevertheless a return, and let's, I'm not sure if I'd call this a, well, it was a weird return, to say the least. Uh, You're obviously referring referring to the sensual shooter, William Blackwell, and uh, I tell you, it certainly was a weird return. I mean, obviously, we know in the past incarnation, William Blackwell was the ASWF champion. And you know he he uh he gave a heck of a fight, you know. I I'll give him that. But at the end of the day, Cornbread, as I've been saying all night, the most dominant ASWF champion in the history of the company. And you know, you run into a bus off, there's not much you can do no matter how talented you are. Well, like they say, if you like they say, if you run into a chick, if you run into a dead chicken on the road, there's not much you can do except go to KFC. But in this case, if you run into an original misfit, um, you got more than X to pay with Josh Cross, the champion. And even though there were times in that matchup where Blackwell, you no, know, you even said yourself, you know, he had, had a good showing, and Doing multiple times in the contest, he got well. He got inside the quote-unquote head of one Josh Cross, and that was right before Josh Cross kind of said, "You know, enough of the games. I'm not here. I'm not paid by the hour." Type of nonsense. I'm here to. I'm here to pretty much collect checks and break everybody's neck. 
And he made that statement loud and clear in that resounding victory over Juan William Blackwell. But here's my question. What's next for Blackwell at this point? You're right about that. I mean, you got to ask yourself, where's Blackwell going? A strong showing, ran into, you know, the buzzsaw that is the ASWF champion. The original miss. There's a lot of different places he could go. You know, there's a lot of spaces for him. And uh, Justin, by the way, Get a question. My partner and me got cheated out of a victory due to dirty tactics by the opposing team. I mean, Justin, that still necessarily doesn't uh, doesn't you know negate the fact that you kind of broke your promise to your brother. I'm just saying. Well, I kind of understand where he's coming from. But anyway, back to what I was saying. The sensual shooter, William Blackwell. I mean, the guy's got a heck of a future in front of him. The guy is uh, somebody that I'm very impressed with. The guy is somebody that, you know, I think could make some noise in 2020 in the ASWF. It's just going to be something that I'm going to have to keep my eye on as the uh, – we all know what's going to happen at heartbreak. The potential – new owner of the ASWF. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I was in Ricky's uh, office this morning while he was out uh, doing whatever Ricky was doing. I was uh, measuring for curtains and my desk, making sure my new desk was going to fit inside of the office, you know, all that good stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be something I have to keep my eye on and all the fans should definitely keep their eye on. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, had had Blackwell got that win, you know for a fact it would have put him in line for the shot at the championship. But I, I tell you, no, I tell you, you no. Know, speaking of championships, especially with Josh Cross prevailing in that matchup, let's go to this next matchup that also featured champions, and that being the ASWF Tag Team Champions, aka WTF, winning the fight. Excalibur and Jake Black, the tag team champions, originally was going to be scheduled against Lone Justice, but you ended up with one half of Lone Justice and a mystery tag team partner that just came out of nowhere. You're right about that, you know. And here's the thing about it. Yes, winning the fight or WTF or whatever they want to be known about, they uh, picked up the victory. Hello, Aaron. Nice to see you here tonight in the comments section. But, yeah, WTF was able to pull, pick up the victory this past uh, Saturday night at the uh, ASWF show. Yeah, they're on a roll since winning the tag team tournament at uh, the Christmas show. Yeah, they're doing all these great things. But the thing is, you know, we all know what's looming around the corner. We all know what, you know, is, we all know what is the potential of happening. And that being, you know, lone justice, that being a lot of different things out there. And, you know, Luke Justice, he said, you see my partner was taking care of business elsewhere. Uh, I mean, I certainly did uh, catch that 
But, uh, Luke, I mean, you were definitely doing your best to take care of business inside of the ring this past uh, show. And I definitely, you know, hats off to you because that's why you are the future in the ASWF and not only of the tag team division, but I believe of the ASWF period. Well, let's talk about that tag team partner for just a moment because um, I know I know uh, one guy that probably may may disagree with you a little bit, and um, that being one kid crazy who ended up being his tag team partner that night, even though it was a non-title matchup. He has he has a statement to make too, and he wasn't going to take that statement lying down now either, and. You know, you want to talk about, you know, towards the end of the matchup and the champions are on the roll. But let's talk about what really went down following or right before the champions got the win. And that was one kid crazy and DJ walking away from the tag team scene right before that loss occurred. Well, you know, I, I certainly have uh... – reached out to DJ over the past week and I've talked to him about uh the um that moment when they kinda left uh when they kinda left Luke uh justice there to fend for himself and as I asked DJ, I said, DJ, what was that all about? He said survival of the fittest. But he also uh wanted me to pass along some new information. You know, he told me that he will no longer be representing the career of uh kid crazy he said he is focused wow. on uh on daniel vincent moving forward and that he will uh he will stay and remain focused on daniel and you know mike uh, dj is right here he says the champions cheated and that's exactly what they did i agree with that there's no explanation as to why luke justice got beat besides the fact that you know the two-on-one section and you know, a little bit further from there. Well, as we all know, anybody, you know, in a two-on-one situation, whether it be your boys or anybody else, we all know that anyone in a two-on-one situation looks good. And let's be honest, let's give some props to the champions for a moment. Of course, we we gave props to Josh Cross for being the champion he is. Let's give some props to the tag team champions for just a moment here. Ever since they won those titles, Late last year, just close the decade, and they entered this year, entered this decade as the champions. Call it what you want. I'll tell you what it is. Effective. They've both been effective. They've both have been on a roll. They have been on a roll since winning those titles. My question is, who's going to be the next to step up and take the belts from them? I apologize, Cornbread. You cut out. I couldn't hear the question. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I'll repeat the question. Um, who will be the next ones to step up and take those uh, titles away from winning a fight? Hashtag WTF. Well, I mean, that's a that's a good question. You know, I, I'm not sure who is going to be the next uh, team to step up. I'm not sure who's going to be the team of the future here that uh, will be able to take the tag team championships from winning the fight, but I'll tell you one thing, I've got a pretty good idea that, you know, Luke Justice is up there. I got a pretty good feeling that, you know, uh, 
there's there's a lot of options that could potentially be filling that slot, in my opinion, Cornbread. Uh, Amanda Duran comments says, who doesn't cheat? Hell, Josh Cross is the biggest cheater of the whole ASWF. I mean, obviously, that's an inaccurate statement. And Nicole Griffin-Baker says, I know that's right. Of course, Luke Justice finally comments and tells uh, Nicole to shut her face. Thank goodness. And uh, here we go. MC says, you're right, Mr. Carnahan, but you see I was watching for new talent, and I may have just found it. But the fans are just going to have to watch and see. You know, that's well, something that uh, that's something to watch, you know. And and he also expands. He says, I already have my guests for the new chance. That could be a uh, subtle hint there. Interesting. Well, in my Carnahan, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, well, I was going to throw this question at you right before we go to our next segment here. Um, you know, speaking of the tag team division, which one of, of those three individuals that you have in, in um, inside inside of your camp there, or inside your family, which two of the three, if, if the title match were to happen right now, which two of the three? Would you send in there to get those tattoo belts from uh, Excalibur and Jay Black? If you had to make this, if that match were to go down right now. And I tell you what, I mean, I, I don't know. As far as I know right now, uh, MC is down to one family member. Uh, that being Daniel Vincent, like I said, he wanted to, uh, and when I talked to him, he said he wanted to focus on Daniel's career and building that brand. But, you know, you never know. He said he was scouting talent. You never know what the uh, MC could have up his sleeve. Nicole Griffin-Baker says you're just jealous because you can't beat Ray Ray. Nicole, that's actually incorrect. He beat Ray Ray back at the Christmas show, if you remember. And Amanda says, actually, it's not an inaccurate comment because I was sitting there watching him and his clan come out and cheat. Maybe you need your eyes rechecked. Well, obviously, you didn't get as close a view as I did. The ASWF champion is the ASWF champion for a reason, because he's dominant. So, you know, maybe you need your eyes checked. Well, as we as we steer clear away from 2001 Vision Center located in Memphis, let's go to our next one. And this one, yes, this does... Um, Involved, uh, of, you know, just kind of kind of picking back off the question that I asked earlier, and um, I didn't get that answer from you. Um, but maybe I'll get the answer when we're talking about this matchup, and that being D Mike and Tyler Knight, your boys. Well, going into this match, um, Ray Ray was didn't have any backup. He didn't have any attacking partners. Well. All that kind of changed a little bit because normally Ace of Mortal would have been that taxi partner, but Ace of Mortal was injured. Insert the third man on that team, that man Cataclysm. And this, and I told, I've said it before, I said it on commentary that this was war. I'm sticking by that. This is war. This is a little preview of that. 
of that match that will go down. And, of course, Tyler Knight and D-Mike ended up um, getting a win. In my opinion, I I, I call it an upset because, you know, those two former ASWF champions that uh, D-Mike and Tyler Knight got the win over. Now, how do you see it? Uh, you know, I, but the thing I I kind of upsets me, Cornbread, a little bit is you have the audacity to call it an upset. You got to remember, yes, Ray Ray is a two-time ASWF Hall of Famer, only the second ever. Blah 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 blah. Man, I feel like I have diarrhea of the mouth when I say that. With that being said, I I mean, the thing is with that statement, I'm going to be just completely honest with you. It's not an upset. People need to stop looking at it as an upset. I told you since the beginning. And the fact that you still say it's an upset quite. Well, maybe they need to do a little Mike, bit more. Mike, yeah, Mike, you're you kind of cutting out a little bit. Um, re- repeat the last statement that you made. I said the thing that you, the, by saying it was an upset, that kind of upsets me a little bit. And maybe that indicates to me that we need to, you know, maybe cause a little bit more damage to prove ourselves to you. I, I didn't look. I, I didn't look at the match as an upset on paper, simply because of, of no, because I'm not degrading any any talent here. I looked at the at the match. To me, I viewed the match as an upset, as an upset win, because look at Tyler. I mean, look at Tyler Knight and the upper rising star. D-Mike, Uprising Star, Wrestler of the Year, as you mentioned, and former Evolution Champion. When you get a win like me, to to me, when when I say, when I call it an upset, I'm calling it an upset because anytime you're able to get a win over the former ASWF Champion, whether it's one member of the Manah, two members of the Manah, when you get a win like that, I say that's a psychological advantage heading into the showdown. Cornbread, I'll say this. Back when uh, Tyler Knight was challenging for the ASWF championship, and I, it sounded like I was being ready for the bright lights hit, but, you know, after he gets through this match, he may be ready. I knew he would be ready. And that's what made me, that night was the night that I started talking with Tyler. And I started recruiting Tyler. And I said, Tyler, I'm going to put you in touch with some guys and they're going to show you what you need to do so that the next time you get an opportunity like this, you'll be successful. Tyler Knight is not the guy to you know, be pushed around and neither is D-Mike. 
And, you know, that's why I seen both men. You know, the reason why I went after D-Mike, big man K. Toomer. And I'll explain that statement by saying this. All these fans, all these hypocritical fans were such big D-Mike fans. And then along comes the big man K. Toomer. And when he comes along, what do they do? Meh. Yay, D-Mike. But the big man K. Toomer. Oh my God, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm just saying. And you know, uh, MC, I do agree with you. Luke Justice will surpass Ray Ray. I absolutely agree with that statement there. But, uh, you know, keep, uh, keeping on our conversation, it's nothing against Ray Ray and Asa. Trust me when I say that their careers may very well never be matched in ASWF's history. But I, but you know, I can't say that. You could almost say that, but I can't because I do believe that you know, D. Mike, Tyler Knight, Luke Justice, you know, all these people. Well, let me ask this question, and, may, and maybe and maybe you'll answer the question this time. What's that? That's pretty much about all you need to know about our mindset heading into this. Well, I was well, I was going to ask you this question right before we move forward. Could D. Mike and Tyler Knight be the combination representing your group that possibly could challenge for the ASWF Championship if they wanted to? You never know. You never know what we're thinking, but right now, like I've told you many times before, Cornbread, I'll let you in again. Our mission is domination and taking over the ASWF. After that, who knows? Well, let's be honest, Mike. What was one of the things that that quote-unquote asked you as you inside the quote unquote power chamber, so to speak. And that's and that's championships. And right now, you have the ASWF championship, which bottom line represents the top prize. Not only the top prize in the state of Arkansas, which I agree with you on, but it also represents bottom line the top ace of the deck. And you got it with Josh Cross. And the speaking of champions, that's Take this to our main event. And this is a battle of former tag team champions. And bottom line, one of the teams that you actually had on your bracket towards the end of the year voting, wanting this team to reclaim the titles. But that didn't happen. And what exploded was something very personal. And I'm talking about Gary and Tear, and quote unquote the storybook Prince got started. Wow, was that match explosive or what? Cornbread, I want to address something real quick before we go into the main event. Ray is commenting here in the uh, comment section of our Facebook Live. He says, "Michael, remember to always beware of the dark. That's why I sleep with the nightlight." You know, I, I Ray, I already told you, I am terrified 
of you guys. But I'll tell you three guys that aren't really as scared. And three guys that really opened my eyes, and that is the original Misfit Josh Cross, my second in command, Tyler Knight, and D-Mike. Once again, they told me, they said, Michael, they says, it'll be okay. This just proves your point. Ray, I'm going to be honest with you. You you intimidate the crap out of me. Same with Ace, the same with Cataclysm. But I'm not the one you need to be intimidating. I'm just... I'm just a spokesperson for these guys. That's all I am, a mere spokesperson, a mere mouthpiece, if you will. The guys you need to intimidate and play the mind games with are the guys you will be meeting come heartbreak for control of the ASWF. Continue, Cornbread. Well, I was going to say, it was one of the teams you had on your bracket as we ended the decade of the 2010s. You had this team because you you literally shouted to the mountaintop that this team should have won the titles. But it wasn't meant to be on that night. And what exploded between these two came full circle at the last show, and that being Gary and Tier. And Gaston, and this was as physical as it gets. Now, everything was physical throughout the whole entire night, and it was an incredible night at the Bayern Arena. When they got to this matchup, let's say the audience was very intently watching, and bottom line, it was straight up physical between these two, and multiple power drivers, and yeah, I'm using that term loosely, even though we actually know what the, the terms are. Multiple pile drivers ended up um, weakening Gaston until, bottom line, he couldn't continue anymore when Tear put, put him away with a one, two, three. And I'll tell you this, Tear's on the rise, and where will he go from here in the singles round? But, yeah, but let's get to that for just a moment, Mike. The mm-hmm. issues here in Gaston and how physically brutal it was last week at the Bad Arena. I mean, and this is exactly what you're going to get when you get a guy like Gaston, the storybook prince, who, you know, same kind of almost the same story as you're looking at with Justin and Daniel. You know, I, I was. I agree. Gaston told him, hey, I'm a former ASWF champion. You follow me, I'm going to take you to the top, and I'm going to keep you there. Yet again, I mean, can you blame Gary and Tear? Because let's be honest, it was his fault that they lost. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, how physical was it this Saturday? I mean, mean, tensions and everything boiled over right into that main event, and both of them delivered. And, and You're right. it was an incredible match. I was pretty much on a breath calling it. You're absolutely right about that, Cornbread. It was absolutely physical. It was, you know, uh, Gary and Tier took it to a place that it has never been before. Gary and Tier, you know, is vicious. And, you know, Gary and Tier is another guy that, 
when I take over, I've got my eye on him. You know, it'd be something interesting to see where he goes in 2020 under the uh, under the leadership of the Carnahan regime. I actually like the sound of that. I may get that, you know, a T-shirt or something. You know, a formal, of course. It's got to have a uh, collar. You know, we're professional. Kind of right? like the Carnahan Congress, right? No, no, no. Nothing like the Carnahan Congress. Nothing like you can come up with, Cornbread. Nothing like that at all. But Cornbread, no, just, we're about to... Just, Go ahead. I was saying, I was just giving you an idea. I'm not... I, of course, I'm not going with, with the idea, but just giving you an idea just to try to, quote-unquote, help you. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I'm... I'm uh, came up with the best laid plan to ever take over the ASWF that will come to fruition. And I'm glad Miss uh, Sarah Kay decided to join right now of all times so she can hear this and relay this to her father. I am the guy who, uh, you know, came up with the best laid plan ever to take over the ASWF, which I will do, Sarah. You know, uh, the thing about it is, is, Rock and Ricky Rowling can't be ready for what's about to ready for what's about to happen here at Heartbreak. And you know, it's time to kind of go into the final thoughts here. And I wonder for my final thought, Cornbread, and I'll give you the actual final thought for the show, but for my final thought, I want to go back to a comment by Ray. He says, Are your guys willing to go to hell and back? Hmm. Ray, I'm going to look at you right in your eyes right now, and I'm going to say this. I've never been more confident than any than I have been right now to tell you yes. You know as well as I do, D-Mike, the original misfit, Josh Cross, and Tyler Knight have been helped to hell and back at many a time in their careers. The penitentiary of pain, multiple devil's playgrounds, all sorts of things. Here's the thing, Ray, though. The thing that keeps me up at night, And if I'm honest with you, Ray, the thing that, the thing that, you know, kind of shakes my confidence from time to time is the fact that I'm not sure just how far, I'm not sure if hell is enough for you guys. And I've tried to tell Josh this, I've tried to tell Tyler this, I've tried to tell Dude Mike this. When it comes to the ASWF, the Manai kick it to a new gear. And, you know, we talk about hell. And that's what keeps me up at night and makes me worry a little bit. But to answer your question, Ray, looking you right in the eyes and being honest with you, yeah, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that my guys are willing to go to hell and back question is, how far are you guys willing to go past hell? What worries me? Cornbread, final thoughts heading into this Saturday. Well, I'll tell you what, that 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 issue, wow, is gotten personal. It, it remains to be seen, and I'll tell you what, um, it will go down. Uh, when that showdown goes down, um, to everyone that's watching that's watch on Facebook Live and to everyone listening on Talk Radio 49. I do advise you, please don't miss it. And please don't miss this Saturday. 
a very, very special Wrestling for Reggie show. Of course, this is a very special benefit show, of course, uh, for the one and only, the Ebony Ivory. Uh, I guarantee I screwed that one up. But this Ebony is for the one and only legendary. Yeah, this is for the one and only legendary Reggie Montgomery. And best you be there this Saturday. Um, doors open up at 530, I believe. Um, it's 201 Highway 367 North. Right there, it's the legendary Valiant Arena, Tuckerman, Arkansas. Five bucks gets you in the building. An awesome, an awesome night of pro wrestling action. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as uh, we mentioned before, this is a very, very special show, of course, for you know helping out one of our own, and that being the one and only Reggie Montgomery. And please, we encourage you. We indeed encourage you. What, what, what do, you, what do you like? <laughs> Like some of the guys, whether you know, we encourage you to please join us live at the Valley Arena this Saturday for another great show. And like I said, all of this is an incredible benefit show, Wrestling for Reggie. We encourage you to be there this Saturday as the journey towards heartbreak continues. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the track, and I stop and I turn. 